Well, hello there. You're listening to On Air with Adrian. This is an uncensored podcast. Join me as I explore exceptional cocktails, culinary delights, lifestyle trends, and inspiring personalities, and how they shape our daily lives. Now, before we get started, grab yourself a drink and join me on this incredible journey. Location Doe. It's a dope ass little cafe on Chimes. If you haven't been, you must go there. Now, I go to a lot of bars, a lot of restaurants, but I also go to a lot of nightclubs, Avenue or Marquee. But it was actually when I first met my guest, she was spinning for an Aperol event at Bayside because I recognized the hair at the time. And I'm like, oh shit, that's the person. Well, her name is DJ Jazz. She's also a piano teacher, multiple other things. And uh, yeah, she's very much into this space. She's dedicated her life to music. In fact, from when she was six years old, she joined me on this podcast to tell me about herself, her challenges, and uh, uh, how the industry has evolved post-pandemic. Jazz, thank you for your time. Thank you so much for having me here. Glad to be on this one. Your earliest memory of getting involved with music, I said six years old, right? What yeah. got you into this space? I would say mostly all of my influence always came from my dad. He used to get me these uh, CDs from all around the world. My earliest memory was just having the road trips. We used to drive a lot from Singapore to Malaysia. Yeah. I have uh, extended family in Malaysia. Yeah. So those rides were at least about six hours and always we were listening to music in the car and it was always a nice uh, movie yeah. <laughs> that will happen, I guess. You mentioned your dad there and how he gave you these CDs every year for your birthday. Um, is there a certain CD that still kind of stands out to you even today? Yeah, still today. So this particular CD, it's like one of, I believe it was one of the first ones that I got, called Yanni, Live in Acropolis. So it's a live recording of all of his works and Yanni himself is a composer and um, he's a Greek composer and so I've been very influenced by his work till today as well. These CDs also came from different parts of the world, Yeah, right? my dad used to travel a lot, yeah. so um, I've heard everything from, from Greek, from Yanni and I think so he was traveling another time to Africa and then he got some voices of Africa back for us to listen and then of course India. Can't go wrong with the Bollywood. Yeah, of course, right? it has to be there at the top of the list. Yeah, so a lot of Indian influence as well um, culturally yeah. because I am Indian so yeah still yeah. <laughs> yeah. At can't, heart. you can't you can't you can't take it out <laughs> six years old and then you devoted your life to mm. music you studied it at university not only you have an undergrad you have a master's as well Tell me a little bit more about how these courses have shaped you up to the person you are today. Well, I've always been curious as to know, like, since young, when I started piano, yeah. the initial reason for me starting piano was actually because of my brother. He is a dyslexic. So at that point of time, piano was introduced to the home for him to just understand the coordination between left and right. Yeah. I picked it up because I wanted to be with my brother. <laughs> I'm the youngest sibling, so I picked it up then. But coming back to your question, following music has really helped me to understand where everything flows, or rather how things and culture fits. It's enabled me to understand that certain elements come from certain countries, and of course certain instruments as well, but how it also helps to shape culture. Yeah. So yeah. Jazz, you play at a couple of 
of very interesting venues. Coma, you do a lot of work with silent discos around. I think we recently did one with Google at the Pasir Panjang Power Station. Mm -hmm. These events, the more you play, compared to, let's say, back when you used to play in the clubs, do you miss that sort of vibe compared to what you're doing now? Well, yes and no. Okay. Yes and no. Clubs are interesting because you do not know who's coming into the venue. Mm. So crowd reading is definitely a must for clubs and everything. Uh, but when you're playing like the open events like silent disco and stuff, yes, you do have crowd reading too. But if it's like for a private event, like you sort of know what the client wants, um, or rather what's the general music direction the client wants. Yeah. But clubs, it really depends. And again, what kind of club are you playing at? Are you playing at like a techno club? Are you playing at like a big room club, right? So of course, there's all of that, various factors. Sounds like a lot of fun, but I'm sure it's a lot of work as well. It's not just drinking every day. Speaking of that, you don't drink on your set. Is yes. there any particular reason behind that? First things first, for me personally, when I do not drink because I need to gauge how my audience is who I'm playing for. When I do drink, which is after my work hours, I tend to forget about that. Yeah. So personally, um, I don't drink. I also do not drink, more importantly, because I do not want any water around my equipment. Yeah. Electricity and water just don't go. And that shit's expensive, <laughs> man, to replace. Yes, it is. That and also the third reason is also because I'm a lady and the last thing I need is perhaps to get a drink that has something in it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. Like here in Singapore, it's pretty safe. Yeah. But, but you never know. Uh, just because there is like low crime doesn't mean there's no crime or something like that, right? Put it on a t shirt. Put forgot. it on a t shirt. Well, what if, yeah, or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Just because like you never heard stories of it happening yeah. doesn't mean it doesn't happen. So I don't want to risk that at all. So it's just best not to drink on the job. I don't drink and drive. I don't drink and DJ. I mean, because you'll end up in prison, but yeah, or like fined heavily. You play at a couple of big events as well is there any moment during your career that really stands out like a pinch me moment where you were on stage and you're like shit i can't actually believe this is happening and how far yeah. i have gone on this journey <laughs> oh i have moments like that all the time but i think for this year the highlight was definitely um during the festival in sri lanka and i was closing up the Walsh fire for major laser yeah and the pinch me moment was when he literally introduced me to the crowd like he had just ended his set right and normally after that it's the closing dj that will go on and take over but he actually like mc or rather introduced me to the crowd i was like this is not happening he's such a really nice dude you know like such a good positive vibe, for sure. That was a pinch me moment because I was just like, hello, you know, this That's guy. more a slap rather than a pinch me. <laughs> yeah, it was a slap me moment. <laughs> let's, uh, yeah, let's rename yeah. that a slap me moment. It's <laughs> not pinch me, yeah. I guess parts of the job also involves you rubbing shoulders with famous personalities, famous DJs. Just a few months ago, you were playing at Coma and then you got invited backstage to be alongside Afrojack. So some of these moments, how do you sort of contain yourself and not be the ultimate fanboy or such? Because you're beating yeah, these individuals. Um, my frame of thought in these moments is that learn, learn. 
I mean, I am still a student. I've been doing music for so long. I am still a student. And learn, these are like the greatest opportunities that you have to witness and learn and see how they do it. I mean, they are professionals for a reason. Yeah. Again, be curious. What makes them tick? What makes them work? And just learn. Like, you have this amazing opportunity to observe from the best, right? And of course, uh, we learn so much from observation as well. So that's how I contain myself. Keep calm and learn. <laughs> contain yourself. Is there any sort of inspirational sort of figures in your life? I mean, you talked about your dad, but within the music space, DJs, while you were growing up, who did you sort of look up? Well, the first DJ that first triggered my creative inspiration was a DJ called DJ Yamato. Is from Japan and he is the reason I would say why Pioneer DJ is shaped as Pioneer like the toggles the buttons everything he's an innovator in that scene but from Yamato um, or rather all these influences Hardwell growing up and everything and seeing them on videos on YouTube and watching all their live sets to being backstage to be, yeah there's that but one figure that has really inspired me from the bottom of my heart goes out to DJ Mass. Yeah, so he's the person, he is actually the reason why I'm here today. Like being the DJ I am today, right? And it's all about always the most important thing, like I said, listen, learn, observe. Yeah. And but more than anything, be a human being. And you know, he always inspires me. He doesn't drink, so I too, out of respect, I also don't drink on the job. Fascinating. So yeah. Yeah, I want to get your opinion on a very interesting pitch I was given a few weeks ago how a rise I guess in the number of OnlyFans creators in Singapore who are turning to DJing right mm -hmm. I did say there are a lot of DJs how do you differentiate oh who's the best who's this but can anyone DJ at this point yeah, to yeah. be honest, I mean, there's so much YouTube, there's so much of content out there that can teach you. Yeah. I mean, education is accessible now. Because so you're not just pressing random buttons and playing songs. It's it's actually a skill. It, that it you is know, actually yeah. a skill. You have to learn how to be, be match. You have to learn how to sing. And music nowadays is very visual. I mean, compared to four years ago, twenty years ago, you know, of course, and and the scene is changing with the technology. So back to your question with the only fans things and stuff. For me, as a woman as a lady in this industry I've always been a hard believer of let the work do the talk because at the end of the day when I go to sleep it's for my own peace of mind I know personally I wouldn't want to I would want to be recognized for the, my passion towards music not the way you look not the way I look because it looks I mean this, this body is gonna decay Right? <laughs> for the lack of the better description, yeah. we're all gonna die one day. I would rather make or rather give a, a performance that will be, that actually affects people sonically. And resonates with the masses. Exactly. Rather than be remembered for the way I look. There's 7 billion people in the world. Everybody looks different. So in an industry that is still dominated mm. by men mm -hmm. as a female DJ, right? How do you still make sure that you get those top gigs in the different venues around Singapore and not just play second fiddle and actually let your music talk to it rather than you face. Yeah, I mean, every job that I get, it's an, again, it's an opportunity for but me. But it's on that, merit, right? Yeah, it's, if I let the work do the talking, then my skill set will also grow. 
Yeah. Because I'm just focused on making sure that I do the best work possible for the people that want to work with me. Yeah. Because they deserve it. The people attending the event deserve it. So when I'm focused on that, then that will obviously you can't hide behind the work. You can't hide it. Right? It will true. speak for itself. Let's just let the word speak for itself. Or wear a mask. Or wear a mask, yes. Exactly. I mean or the ultimate approach. dead mouse. Yeah. He's the, he's <laughs> OG, the OG, yeah, OG, you know? He's literally dominated the scene without showing, like, he made it into a brand. Yeah. Right? But he never had to, like, personally like, show his face and get by. I mean, most of the men, they don't get by on their looks. Some DJs, I mean, but again, beauty is, like, something that it's in the eye of the beholder. It's a looks-based thing for me. It's very subjective. That's when the OnlyFans will come in handy. Then. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> uh, well, say it's a looks-based thing. Yeah. I mean, I would rather use um, my revenue to invest into buying <laughs> my tracks or like... Um, more equipment. More equipment yeah. or, you know, buying more door pieces, yeah. <laughs> plugins and whatnot. Instead of some Botox and, and some other and things. And learn yeah. or yeah. invest it into education instead of cosmetic uh, purposes. But yeah. <laughs> I introduced you as DJ Jazz on this podcast and you do not just DJing, you do multiple things on the side. In fact, five different things including DJing, of course, piano teacher, you have your own company, yeah. you work in helping formulate a course for a DJ degree. How do you balance all of it? I just take it one thing at a time. Yeah. I think so. Sometimes when we are navigating, especially when you're li living in a city like Singapore and you always have to work, and then you feel pressured. And I remember this advice like my teacher gave to me when I was feeling so pressured. It's like just do things one thing at a time. Yeah. And that has carried me so much. And doing one thing at a time has also enabled me to still find time to spend time with my family yeah. and you know spend time with my friends and just balance all that out really do you feel with the rise in cost of living that you have to take on more jobs even though that you don't want to as such and have maybe more time for yourself and just with your family and friends as well yeah while that will be the ideal situation yeah. maybe to take care take more jobs i would say that right now i'm more focused to the quality that i'm giving if i take too many jobs and my quality diminishes not good either so right now i'm focused more now on the quality i think so being in this industry for quite a fair bit i know I, I, i'm still starting off i will just say i'm still still starting off compared to like i mean there's still djs that are in this industry for like 20 years and they're still kicking ass right and um but if i take and they're still delivering the quality but that's because they have so much of experience yeah yeah so i guess it's just all about for me i feel like i did the whole five day djing being a resident at uh, you know vld and then at emerald hill and then now i want to focus more on the quality that i'm getting so, yeah. yeah we can't wrap up this conversation without talking about the pandemic terrible time for multiple industries for your job as well we don't look back on it but fond memories let's say that how has the dj industry evolved post pandemic so i'm gonna start you a little bit pre pandemic yeah, yeah like pre pandemic when everything was shutting down it was a very uncertain point for a lot of the djs especially here in singapore um because our cost of living ain't cheap <laughs> 
But I think so for me, I was very fortunate. There was a rise of DJs that were porting everything online. So Twitch and then this app called Vigo, streaming apps called Vigo and uh, Live 7 or something like that just started popping up left, right and center. People were starved for music, for live music during the pandemic. So I was very fortunate to actually kind of push everything up online. So I did have a pretty solid following on Beagle Up for a good one, two years. Yeah. But that was working every day, being online every night. Did you feel like giving up at any point? It was exhausting. It was exhausting. Yeah, I did I did wonder like, why am I still doing this? Like, yeah. oh, when are we actually going to go out? Like, is this going to be the scenario for the rest of my life, right? And connecting to people that way. Now, when they started to lift the restriction, I think so a lot more people uh, realized that difference between having a human actually conducting the music as opposed to what a Spotify player can do. I think so the value of having a human do it as opposed to a Spotify and a machine do it. Based on that point about giving up, if you weren't a DJ, what would you be? Just in general, what was the dream growing up? You said you wanted to look after animals. Right? Yeah, when I was younger, yes, I did that. Yeah. And uh, I did try it, you yeah. know. Dolphin trainer? Yeah, yeah. Was it? <laughs> exactly. I just took, good times, good times. I, yeah, took a two-year sabbatical, just nice. do whatever you want. But yeah, if it, you know, maybe an alternate reality or something like that. Probably I'll be a scuba diver. Okay. Definitely. I still enjoy scuba diving. Yeah. So yeah, that's another area. <laughs> but for now, it is DJing. And um, like I said, you've devoted your time for that. Uh, we all need coffee to survive. So what is, uh, in terms of an alcoholic beverage, that uh, if you had one drink to pick, anytime you go to a bar, what, what would it be? This is so difficult. <laughs> it changes from time to time. Sometimes it's a gin tonic. Uh, can't go wrong with that. Or sometimes it's a glass of wine. You were saying as well, when you have your downtime, you like go for a run and keep yourself fit. Yeah. You're seeing a trend with that a lot of DJs, as you were telling me. Yes. And how they're staying fit while going on tour and traveling so much. Tell me a little bit more about that. Were you inspired by a certain DJ? I know I realized the importance of being fit is like because I noticed when I myself travel and then I have to DJ the tiredness from the travel and then you have to straight away from the airport perform and that requires a lot of energy mm. and you're in a different environment so your immune system's on high alert because it's a completely different biological environment let's put it that way yeah. so on the biological front if the immune system's not strong enough gonna end up getting sick the last thing you need is as a traveling sick. dj is to be sick yeah. and like not be able to show up for events so, i mean it's the same for any musician as mm. well it's not just djs so i guess i for me i'm more i run I do run as in cardio because <laughs> I do have to jump a lot. Yeah, you get it's a it's a workout on stage. Have you ever done a marathon? No. Do you aspire to do one? Maybe I think I think it's not training to do one <laughs> at this point of time, right? Uh, but yeah, no, definitely. I mean, and workout is a great way to also as it's a form of meditation in that way, like to use that time to focus and maybe visualize things so that I can stay on my path you know kind of thing a path to success yeah exactly <laughs> uh any pet peeves about djing when it comes to different venues just having water on the same level as your deck oh yeah <laughs> yeah again water what about people requesting music as well i mean it depends on the venue mm. sometimes they allow their djs to take requests sometimes they don't so it's um i'm okay 
I'm okay to facilitate if I have it within my playlist. Otherwise, no. If I don't have it, I will apologize. I'll say, I'm so sorry, I don't have it. Who knows? Because like sometimes the audience, they know that this song goes with a song, another yeah. song that you have. And you never know, that can be a viral mashup. You yes. never know. And you're seeing more of that with TikTok and with Instagram. All the remixes coming through. Stuff that was played so many years ago is now making a comeback with like a new track. So it's, yeah. you know, it, it's forever it's being evolving. being reinvented and you know, that's the whole thing about creativity, yeah. which is so exciting. It's like you can take the new uh, and then the old and then reinvent it. Turn into, it into gold. Exactly. <laughs> it's like there's a relatability yeah. and everything. Yeah, so that was a very exciting some advice for aspiring DJs out there who are maybe just starting out or who are considering venturing into the space. What would you want to? What's the best bit of advice that you can give? Be tenacious. Always be open to always learning everything. I think so. That's how, from my own observation, how the greats become great. And there is a difference between good and great. Dark and, difference. And yeah. We are all, yeah, and we are all working towards it. So you're not alone there. Let the work do the talking. Yeah. yeah. You can't go wrong with the work. The work is good. It'll speak for itself. You don't have to speak then. All right. We've been finding out about the life of DJ Jazz, who uh, has dedicated her life to, of course, providing good music for the masses in Singapore. Yeah, Jazz, thank you so much for your time, man. Really appreciate it. Thank you. you so much. Always love to share. And, uh, you know, hopefully there will be more women come up in the DJ scene as well. In Singapore. <laughs> and in the world. In Singapore and the world, exactly. <laughs> thank you so much for having me.